Awesome. Welcome to Care Dangerous Talk, Miss Jacqueline Johnson. It's nice to see you. Thank you. Yeah, so the way I like to start off Care Dangerous Talk is I like to give my guests their flowers. So it'll be no different with you. So I just want you to sit back and relax. And I'm going to tell you why I not only love you, but respect you as a woman, Miss Johnson. So I just want to let you know, you know, I respect so much your efforts as a mother, your continuous fight for your son and your family. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very close with my mother. And so when, when I heard the story and I, you know, I heard about you and what you were doing, it really touched me and my heart really goes out to you and your family. And I respect you because, you know, you have other children, you're still such a dedicated mother to them, you're a wife, you're a caregiver, you're just trying to make it the best way you can, and that's what we do as people, and I can see your heart, I can see, I can see the good in you, I can see the good in you, and I just want you to know that there's people out there that's really rooting for you, and we love you, and we want to be here to support you, so I just want you to know that we appreciate you. Thanks. And we see you. You're welcome. And you look beautiful. You look lovely. <laughs> so I just want to let everybody know, you know, I want to be sensitive and we're going to be delicate. We know some things that we can't talk about. Uh, we can't talk about certain details, but I just wanted to have you on because I know you, you want to be able to talk about your son and let people know about him. And um, I'm gonna let you do all the talking you want to do and get out anything you want to say. So feel free. But I want to kind of paint a picture for everybody. So I just kind of want to start with um, you guys are from Vadosta, Georgia. Is that correct? Yes. How long have you lived in Vadosta? All my life. Wow, all your life in Vadosta, Georgia. I'm from Georgia myself, so I know a little bit about it. Um, how would you describe Vadosta just growing up there, being a mother there, uh, prior to everything that happened? Racist. Racist? Yes. Yes. This is one of the racist times you can ever be in. Wow. Wow. So racist. That's what I tell people a lot about Georgia. Is there any sense of community there and your, where you live? No, the community is like divided. They are in their own homes. They really don't care what going on here. Long to me, long as it's not in their family, they really don't care. Wow, and that's and I talk about it. Talk about that all the time. Even on a bigger level, it's like this whole society is so individualized. Everyone, everybody just cares about what happens to them. Um. And, you know, we really got to start back having empathy and caring about other people's lives because we all are family if we really want to get down to the bottom of it. So, okay, so you're from Vadasa. You say it's a, a, a really racist environment. And I want to ask you, you know, we all know about the, what ha the happenings and whatnot around Kendrick Johnson's case, but... That day in January in 2013, do, did you even get a chance? Paint a picture for us. What happened that morning? Did you get a chance to make breakfast for your son, be with him, speak with him, give him a hug? The morning of when he went missing? Yes. The, well, the, yes, the day he went missing uh, before he left the house. Well, I drove school buses for that county, for that county. He went to that, the high school he went to. And he would ride with me to the bus stage, the bus shop, and get on the bus there. So, you know, he wasn't a morning person. So, you know, he didn't do a lot of talking. You know, he'd get in the car and he'd go back to sleep till he got to the bus shop. But that morning, you know, he was like, bye. And, you know, me and him said bye to each other. He went in the bus shop and sat down, and I went and got on the bus. So it was, it was nothing unusual about that morning. It was just a regular morning. Just a regular morning for us. Wow. So at what point did you realize that something was wrong, Ms. Johnson? Well, you know, me being a mom, um, when he, when his bus driver came through the bus shop and 
I'm always there before his bus get there. And I was like, Kendrick didn't get on the bus with you? She was like, no, he didn't ride the bus today. And then, you know, right then I'm like, okay, you know, something's got to be going on. But then, you know, maybe he stayed at a basketball game. Maybe he contacted his father because he would always call me. If I'm still on the bus, he would always let his father know that, you know, he was staying at the, at the school for a basketball game or something. So, okay, so, okay, so you realize that, you know, he didn't take his regular bus. And so at what point, like, how long is he missing? At what point uh, do you start getting worried about his whereabouts? Well, like, around 8 o'clock, after I got, we called his dad. I called his dad once I got in the car, and I asked him, hey, he heard from Kendrick. And he was like, no, he hadn't heard from him. So that was really unusual for him. So we went to call him one of the other the other kids, you know, the ex had they heard from him. So nobody had heard from him. So I went to call him, like, some of the, um, my other bus drivers that I know be at the mm -hmm. and stuff and asking them had, they seen Kendrick at the game. So it's like around 8 o'clock now. So, you know, we all done got word because nobody hadn't heard from him. Wow. So at what point do you reach out to authorities or did authorities come to you? I called them about, well, me, me and his dad talked a couple of more times. And around 10 o'clock, I called the police then and said, you know, my son didn't come home from school and ain't nobody heard from him. And his first words were, well, he probably just out laid up with some fast tail girl and done went to sleep. Me, no, sir. My kids know who I am. They know not to miss their deadline being in the house. They know how I am. I said, no, that ain't so. Something's wrong. He was like, well, I just feel like he probably just up with some little, you know, little fast tail girl. But I um, circled the block and see if I see him. Okay, I can circle my own block, but... Mm -hmm. His words. Wow. So that's the response you received from the authorities? Mm hmm That's that's the way that they comfort you? Mm-hmm. At your time of need? And so was this, I mean, so obviously Kendrick wasn't known to just stay out like that. You knew immediately something was going on. I mean, man, I know how racist it is in Georgia, but... <laughs> The fact that that was that police officer's response is just... But it was a black police officer's response. You know, that. I mean, to be honest with you, that doesn't even really surprise me either because sometimes we start doing wrong as well, you know, when we get in these positions where you would think we would be more of a comfort to our own and we're not. So at this moment here, Ms. Johnson, you, you don't know where your son is. You're talking to the authorities. They're not that helpful. What's your mood at this point? Um, I get back on the phone with his dad, get in my truck, and I'm going out, you know, circling all the ways, like if he didn't want to catch nobody home. And that's unusual because my sister or some of my other, you know, bus drivers would, you know, bring him home because we knew each other so well. So I'm taking a route that I would take to go to the high school just to see if he's walking home or mm -hmm. in the circle around Lyles High School, you know, gymnasium and through their parking lots just to see was he still there. And I asked a couple of students that were out there had they seen Kendrick, but no one had seen him. Wow. So are, were, so were you able to stay calm this whole time? Were you getting frantic? Um, I'm calm, but I'm frantic at the same time. You know, as, as a mother, okay, I got to keep it together till I know what's going on with my child. But in my heart of hearts, like, it's almost 11 o'clock. I know, you know, something's going on with my child now. So uh, at 11 o'clock, so you have to sleep the whole night. Nope. Not, you didn't sleep the whole night? None. Wow. And he had a cell phone? He had a cell phone, but his dad had gotten his cell phone because his dad's own was broke, so his dad was told he drove truck, so he was using Kendrick's cell phone, and he had dropped it and left it somewhere. Okay, so you stand up all night, and I've been there before. You stand up all night, uh, so you're tired in the morning. Your thoughts are probably racing. What happens the next day? The next morning, um, I um shower and I get up 
well, I didn't get down, lay down. I just, you know, walked the floor all night and kept going to the back door looking because he would come through the back door through a little path from his sister's house. And I just kept looking at that path all night. So that morning comes, I get up and I get dressed and me and my daughter go to the high school mm -hmm. just to see if he showed up at school, which I know, you know, he wasn't going to be at nobody's house and then just go to school. So, but that's where... It took me to the schoolhouse. So how many days passed before you guys figured out exactly, you get a call saying, you know, we've located your son? No day passed. That next morning, um, I was at the high school, and I had um, went to see what was going on. Well, I came to check on Kendrick to see did he come to school. So by the time I'm getting up there to the office good, one of the uh, resource officers Sheriff's at the school comes and he say, um, well, he didn't come to class. We already been to check to some of the uh, his teacher's room. So he didn't come to school. Um, like everybody, you already know what was going on. So you can go on back home. If we find out anything, um, we'll give you a call. Go back home. Mm. This is the last place my child was. And you telling me to go back home. Uh-uh, I ain't going nowhere. So I went on down to the counselor's office and I started talking with her about my daughter because that was mm. her and she was getting ready to graduate. And I asked the um, counselor, I said, um, did you know that my son was missing? She was like, no. So she started herself, mm -hmm. started calling kids out of class that she know he's hung with and asking when was last time. I mean, she questioned like three or four different students, you know. So by the time I'm sitting in the, in the office good, the phone rang. And I can hear a lady, she had the phone up so loud, I can hear a lady say that, we just found the body in the gym. So I'm sitting there. Mm -hmm. The lady never opened her mouth, said one word to me. And she was like, mm -hmm. is that right? Like, you trying to play it off. But all the while, I don't heard this lady say they found the body in the gym. And I'm just sitting there, you know, just out of it. Like, and she ain't going to say nothing. Oh, my God. So my friend, I had called my friend to come get my grandbaby because he was at the schoolhouse. And so when she came to the schoolhouse, she was like, Jackie, what is all these police and ambulances doing out here? I said, I don't know. I said, but I just heard the lady say that they found the body. The lady got up and left me in there. Went out talking to other teachers and other faculty that was in there. All of them standing at a door just looking at me like, but nobody never said, you know, not one thing. So I get up to walk downstairs, take my baby, and the lady was like, you want me to care? And I was like, no, he don't know you. And so I'm talking about like a group of people just go to falling behind me. Nobody still never said one word. Nobody's comforting you. Nobody's no, hugging you. Yeah, one word, one word. So I get downstairs to take my grandbaby, and I see the um the lady deputy that worked there, and she was like, I was like, is that my son? They just found in the gym, and so she said, well, where's Kenyatta? I said, she's coming. And by the time I get through asking, I said, again, is that my son that just found? And she just grabbed me and hugged me and said, yes, that was Kendra. That's how I found out my child was dead in their school at the gym. Miss Johnson, I'm almost rendered speechless because I just hearing your replay of what happened, I'm I could just imagine if I was in that situation, the emotions. I, I don't even know how you was able to stand up. It was. I over. mean, after that, it was. I lost it. And I'm talking oh. about. They always talking about they locked the school down. They never once locked the school down. I'm talking about. I was screaming and hollering. They had put me in a wheelchair. Students walking all on top of me. I'm seeing mm. in front of me. Kids standing beside me, crying and screaming their own self. And I'm just talking about you kids changing classes. And you never locked that school down. You let parents came in and picked up their kids. You sent kids home. You let so many people came on that campus. You were not trying to find out who killed Kendrick. Because after all this time, you already knew who killed Kendrick. From the video, y'all seen exactly what happened to Kendrick. Y'all know what happened to Kendrick. And they know who did it to Kendrick at their schoolhouse. Were you able were you able around this time to go into the gym or did they make you wait? No, honey. They let us out at that schoolhouse all day long. 
And I'm talking about they took us, because my family came, they took us and sat us in this room and left us there for hours. So when the, I was still screaming and hollering, so when I when the police came in, the Mike, his name was Mike Adams. He came in. He was like, what are you screaming for? I said, didn't they just find my child? He said, we don't even know if that's your child. He told me, I said, well, did he have dreads? He was like, he was like, yeah. I said, so you know it's my child. Nobody else's child is missing. He automatically turned around and walked out. Yeah. Oh my God. This whole Dude. thing just. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Miss Johnson. That's what I said. That's how I knew they automatically knew what was going on. They were real. Yeah. And that we stayed up. I was there from like eight o'clock that morning till five forty-five that evening. So they didn't want us nowhere near the gym while they was covering up my son's death. And I'm not gonna even say allegedly. I'm gonna say they covering up while they were covering up, tampering with my child body. Didn't even call the the coroner for almost five and a half hours later after y'all rolled, rolled him up. I mean, unrolled him, rolled him up again. And then they say y'all unrolled him and rolled him up again for what? Trying to get y'all story together. Because they told two different stories. First, they told my son fell over and fell down in the mat. Mm -hmm. After my husband kept saying, it ain't no way that he could have fell down in the mat. His body, because the man said his body got limp and he just fell over and got stuck. My husband kept saying, I ain't no way. This is what that Sheriff Prime was telling my husband. This ain't no allegedly. I'm not going to even use that. This is what he was telling me and my husband sitting in there. And my husband kept telling me, ain't no way. It ain't no way. Then the next day, I guess they thought about that thing. They come back and say he was mm -hmm. upside down with his feet hanging out the mat. And the girl, how she seen him, she seen tennis shoes. She seen feet and socks, I mean. But if you, she seen feet and socks hanging out the mat, everybody else in the gym would have seen feet and socks. So none of the stuff that they were saying made any sense. Then the, the other officer said, Kendra came in the gym, what they seen on the video, Kendra came in the gym, he went to the left, and the white boy that came in, he went to the right. Where if they came in and went in a direction, they walked directly into a brick wall. It make it make sense. This is how they was lying so hard they couldn't even keep up with their own lies what they were telling. Uh, I, I, when when you when you hear and you read the details, where was the janitorial staff? Nobody came in the gym. Like that's the part I don't understand and, and get. Like it, it's so much. Like Kendrick body was placed in there. We don't even believe that. That's the place that Kendrick got killed. Like, they got Kendrick photos. When they was trying to make the scene look good, they got Kendrick photos slung all on the floor and stuff so, and dried blood on the wall. So you mean to tell me janitors that clean that building every night left blood dried on the walls, visual blood dried on, left blood dried there for days and didn't get it up? They wanted to say it wasn't Kendrick blood. So if it wasn't Kendrick blood, who blood was it? But you didn't test it to see who blood it was. You didn't want to know. You just made like it wasn't Kendrick blood. And then shoes, all kind of different shoes in the gym. What you thought were Kendrick's on, but wasn't a, a jacket that y'all got in the gym. What you thought was Kendrick's on wasn't, but you never had none of that tested. And I also saw that, and if I talk about anything you can't speak on, please let me know. But I also saw there was blood on a, a wall, which didn't make sense either the placement Right. To how that happened. Um, yeah, that's what I was just saying. Like, they said the blood had been there. So you mean to tell me a janitor going to leave that blood on the wall and not clean it up? Talking about from some little girl's nosebleed. Mm-hmm. So just hearing this, I am, it upsets me. How are you staying composed to not, like, I mean, I, I don't the, the strength that you have, Miss Johnson. It's through prayer and through just you know knowing that my son has to have justice. There's no doubt about it. I got to stay focused, and you know I got to continue to stay on the right track to do the right thing. But when I tell you, it gets hard. The lies that they have told, the stuff they have said about my child, look like which makes no sense. 
So what what kind of things are you doing? Because I know you have a foundation for Kendrick uh, that we can support. What kind of things are you doing right now to fight? For Just yesterday I went and supported another mom that's going through the same tragedy that I am going through. Like, I support moms all across the world. You know, I go do speaking engagements, and I'm trying to, like, get a fund, a what is called a, a scholarship program in Kendrick's name so I can help other kids, you know, get to college. And I, like, I always tell people, I'm standing up for justice for Kendrick Johnson, but I'm fighting for your family as well. Kendrick's mm -hmm. dead gone, but how many more Kendrick's are coming behind me? How many more Kendrick Johnson got to go through what my family is? I don't want to see another family ever have to go through what I go through. Yes. H has any um, other mothers, I know you said you just, you're doing something with mothers, reached out to you in any other high profile cases like Sandra Bland, Trayvon Martin's mother? Yes, we, we've all been together. Me and um, Trayvon Mons used to have the same attorney. So we've been we've been together on uh, numerous events. Oh, that's great. Um, that you can, you know, get that support from them. I saw something that you were promoting that there's a 17 days of Kendrick. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? It's starting December 24th. We're going to do 17 different things, different things about Kendrick. On every day, we'll be doing something different for Kendrick until his event that's on January the 9th and the 10th is his anniversary date when he was murdered. Okay. How can people find out more about that? You have a Facebook page, I know, but if you want to give out some names of where they can look. It'll be on um, my Facebook and it'll be on my Instagram. And I do have a website, but I'm not good at updating it, so hey. <laughs> Maybe we can get you some help with it. What is your Facebook uh, page called so people can um, follow you there? Jackie Kendrick Johnson and Jackie KJ Johnson. Okay. Um. So we know that you know you've had the. It can be a struggle. You have to pay for counsel, and you have other children. Do you have any way that we could show you some support? Do you have a GoFundMe page or anything we can donate to? I do have a GoFundMe, and it's um, GoFundMe Justice for Kendrick Johnson. Okay, Justice for Kendrick Johnson. Um, I'll make sure that I uh, give that out to you guys. If somebody can write it down there. Okay, we have it right there, Just, Justice for Kendrick Johnson. Um, I also saw you, you did a protest earlier this year, and you had, you know, people like the rapper T.I. there. How did he get involved with your protest you did earlier this year? Um, He he came through with Marcus Coleman. He's an um, activist out of Atlanta, and he tied us together. Okay, uh, that's so awesome. And I also saw that uh, there were several N NFL players who wore Kendrick's name on the back of their helmet. Yes. So that was nice. Um, I'm sad way in because I want you to tell us a little bit about your son. We kind of talked about the, uh, you know, the tragic happenings, but I know Kendrick was a, a pretty good athlete. He played football and basketball. So just tell us a, about the guy Kendrick that we may not know about. Kendrick was the baby in our family, and he was, he thought he was the oldest child, even <laughs> the baby. And Kendrick just knew in life that he was gonna make it to professional football. Kendrick played basketball, football, and he ran track. But football was his passion in his life. That boy used to tote the football around here, this house, all the time. And he just knew football was, he was going to be a pro ball player one day. Like, they just killed our whole dream when I took our child out. But he was the funniest little child. But with us, like, we was a, cl we a close family. So, mm -hmm. do little things in the house, like, we would wrestle. Me and, it'd be me and my other kids against Kendra and his dad, like we were wrestling. <laughs> we would have water fights. Uh, like we was the, I would say the different family from most, you know, most people be worried about, don't be getting my furniture wet. We didn't care. We would run through the house and we, we just would have, we would cook out just for our family, just about every other weekend. So we would just, it's just. I Kendra, know it's hard. 
it gets and then around these holidays makes it even worse but i stay up because of him and i know one day justice will be served for kidding yeah he was such a cute guy too i'm just looking at his picture back there he was cutie pie yeah the ladies loved him <laughs> yes um, what was I just want to know for some reason because I know you're a southern lady and I know you can probably get down in the kitchen. What was Kendrick's favorite meal from his mother? Well, now I'm gonna say this now, I'm not the cook, but his daddy, okay. Was, now, he used to love for his daddy to get on the grill, he used to love grill food, was his favorite. And his dad get in that kitchen to cook some greens. Like, Kendrick was so spoiled, Kendrick was the baby, baby. And when I say he was baby, like, if I was. <laughs> I don't like to do a lot of cooking. I'm on a simple way out. But he would call his dad. My mama ain't cooked today. His daddy drive trucks. His daddy would make a way to come to the house and cook that boy something to eat. That's just how spoiled he was. Oh, he, daddy. Every, yeah. He was, when I say he was the baby, he was the baby. Oh, but that's so sweet. The other two kids, the other three, he thought he was the big brother. He told everybody what to do except me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, it's so good to hear hear those stories from you um, and not just see pictures about Kendra actually have you here and we can, you know, imagine what he was like. I want to know, Ms. Johnson, how has this tragic situation changed you as a mother to your other children? I'm telling you, like, the things that I used to take for granted, like taking pictures and, mm -hmm. you know, not always telling my kids I love them, but they knew that I loved them. But to say it and I'm always hugging my kids and if something go wrong, I'm the first one there. And I be telling other people, I don't care how bad you think it looked like with your child, never let them go. Because I, I seen them like on a post. A mother was talking about some things that her child was doing. I say sometimes that child is reaching out. If they're so angry and they don't change all of a sudden overnight. And this, and I tell them, reach out. Do something you ain't probably done. And take them and hug them. Yes. And them, hug them. Like, a lot of parents don't think, like, these grown kids, a lot of probably, people don't think that they still go through stuff, too. You have to take those kids and still let them know you love them. Let them know you're there for them. Hug them. Hug on the love on them. Like my children, like now to this to this day, they always I'm always hugging them. So I go do some random crazy to them and be like, come out. And I'll just lick their face or do something, you know, stuff to just bring memories and stuff. You know, you're gonna remember this. My mama did this and my mama did that, you know. Yes. Has has the church been a support system for you at all? <laughs> Uh, all I'm, the church is here. I'm going to say when this first happened to Kendrick, some of them donated some money, but for us people coming to stand, which and stuff. That's what we need to get better as, as people, because I think a lot of times, like, if, if we lose somebody, we'll call the family, we'll go to the funeral, but the months after, when people really start thinking about the situation, you know, People forget to check back in with people. I, Did I, any, I'm sorry, go ahead. I ain't gonna even say the churches forget. It's just like nothing's really important to the church unless it's about a dollar, mm. about their families, or unless it's you pre you preaching to the people, but you ain't doing like how can you tell somebody to go support your sister and brother, but you don't go support them? True. Do you ever feel like you just want a fresh start? Like, do you ever just want to pack up and move? Or do you not think that'll help? I do want to pack up and move, but I ain't going nowhere till they do something about the people that killed my child. I'm going to stay right in their face and in their city. I ain't going nowhere. I have had, like, different opportunities to move to Atlanta, to California. And I can, you know, go out there. It'll be paid for me. No, I'm not doing that. When they do something about this baby by Kim, that's mm -hmm. when I, you know, but until then, I'm going to stay right here. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Yeah, they want me to leave, but I ain't going nowhere. So I, I, earlier I asked you how it was living in Vidosta. You said it's a very racist place. After this tragic situation, 
uh, are you you still receiving resistance? Is it is the place still is is you still a bad environment around you? It will always be a bad environment. I mean, they don't really bother me because mm -hmm. I'm a person that's been out and a, a lot. But you know, like if stuff go wrong, it's it's they they don't care. They mm -hmm. don't. I got some emails. I received some emails about some things that the sheriff lied to the people. The new sheriff, not the old one. The new sheriff lied to some people about saying that um, they was Kendrick case was dismissed because they found no evidence. All kind of little stuff, and I was just like, "Wow!" He was one of the main ones in the community going to everybody's yeah. When if he get back elected, he gonna do this for Kendrick case. He gonna do that. But you use the black votes to get back in office. And I kept telling the people, I said, y'all, he ain't going to do nothing. He just want to get back in office. And that's exactly what he did. Are you treated different in your own community now since everybody knows you're fighting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's worse because it's, it's black people. You got to be. It's black people. Lord. What it's, are they doing, Ms. Johnson? What are black, they doing? It's like because they won't it's like they still in battle the slave mentality is very much alive yes they it, their churches are owned by the banks mm -hmm. so they have to listen to what they say you can't go out there and be with them people or i'll take your church it's that kind of mentality you know what i'm saying like you'll see a per like i used to protest for like four years before i stop going downtown every I'm talking about every day I mm -hmm. every day and I have so many white people come by thumbs up keep fighting because that baby was murdered but the black people under there ride by with their heads tooted up in the air and it's just ridiculous oh that pisses me off <laughs> oh man I wish I was back home in Georgia I would come and support you as much as I could then I hear, like, some of them said that I need to stop fighting. I said, but I bet you they won't tell me that. Right. How can you tell a mother to stop fighting? When I hear you talking, I'm talking to you like you're my mother. Right. I see I see, my, I see my mother in your eyes. You know what I mean? So, that, oh, man. I, I saw when George Floyd died earlier this year, you made a post, Miss Johnson, and you said that every mother should be upset. That's right. Tell me what you meant by that exactly in detail. I'm telling you, when George Floyd, when that man, they showed that man scream out for his mama, mm. if they touch no mother's soul, then something is wrong. Yes. That had his knee on that man's neck for all that one, and that man screaming for his mama. And you mean to tell me it take three officers to pin you down while you already handcuffed? And this man got to keep his knee on your neck, and they they want to give him ooh. I'm telling, they don't care. A dog get treated better than they do. The <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> they love a dog, boy. <laughs> They'll give you forty and fifty years for killing a police dog. But don't want to give you now a year for them killing your child. It's terrible. What they think of the black race. Because in the city that I'm in, there has never been a white person convicted of killing a black person. They need to shut the whole damn town down. Mm -hmm. And then they have, you see Trump done been here three times, just three times I want to say. Oh yeah, he love riding through Georgia. No, he didn't ride through. He stopped through here. Why did they? Because this is one of the racist cities. He passed by all those other big cities. Georgia can't get you to turn uh, red. No, I mean, mm. but that also can't get you to turn red because there's too many other people in um, Georgia. But you come, yeah, you come here to this little old bit of city and stop. Why? People better wake up here. Why? Because this is one of the way the big people act. The big racist people act. So, you you told all facts there. It, it, like again, it's very racist in Georgia. He he's definitely. I heard other stories from other people telling me he's been coming through there, stopping through, like you said, and it's all because you know his racist supporters are there. Yeah. So, 
this, so like we just talked about George Floyd. So I'm guessing 2020 probably had a harder impact on you, right? Because everything you've been through. Oh yeah. Um, how would how would you sum the events that you've seen go through this year with everything? 2020 has been so depressing. I'm talking about this has been one of the worst years ever. I mean, like you confined to be by yourself a lot. You having so much time to think, and it's like it's taking a lot of mothers like out of the equation, but I, I always encourage them, you got to get back up. You can't just lay down. Mm. It, it's, and when I tell you, it has been rough for the mothers this year. And I ain't going to say mothers, I'm going to say fathers too. But I, my my compassion ain't no different from the mothers and fathers. But I, I'm a mother, so I know how the other mothers feel. You birthed this child and you got to go through all this, fight what should have been due justice. You got to do all this just to try to get justice. And he's got mother like, my eight years have been rough, but you got mothers been out here fighting for 20 and 30 years. Mm -hmm. Like, that is just horrible. Like, then you got people where they don't even know where their kids at. Mm. I don't even know what's worse. It's all tragic. Under that, let me tell you, that, that day that kids went missing, I'm telling you, I like lost my mind. So when a person is talking about they can't find their child. I even hate to go on Facebook and say this child missing. Like my friend family, her, ne her nephew's missing. He been missing since November 3rd. Not one word. Wow. Not one word. So it is, that's the worst feeling. I don't even understand how his mother, even though with my situation, you know, I got so much compassion for this mom. My heart hurts just as bad as hers for her child. Yeah. You, ain't, you ain't heard from your child since November 3rd. At least I know where Kendrick at. Mm -hmm. I don't, but I know where he at. You don't even know where your child at. You don't know if your child somewhere hurt. You don't know if they dead. But I know what you're thinking. Now, I want to ask, uh, I'm sorry, you got something to say, Ms. Johnson? No, I was just going to say, we as people got to do better. No, you're absolutely right. What and what? Tell me what. What other ways would you like us black people to do better? Because this is the platform to say it. What would be your message to us today? Support these mothers. Don't think. Don't think. Because people will put stuff out in the media to tell you a lie. Well, she bought a be um. Said one one lady said, "I'm gonna bike up." My I had a Toyota Corolla. Mm -hmm. Went in there, so I had to get me another car. The one lady seen me in the other car downtown bike protesting now. She said, I took the people a little $20. She gave me $120. She said, I took her money and other people's money and bought me a car with it. The lady, $20 ain't going to get no car. <laughs> $20. You can put a little bit of gas in there with it, your $20. But to get another, a whole nother car? Lady, I couldn't walk up here. I still had to ride. Like, we, us as black people, it don't even make sense. The white people, and I'm gonna say, we get together and help by the other people a car. But us, we gonna if we get a little hoop there, we don't bother with somebody money that they cause they donated twenty dollars. It's sad. But while we can all just come together and make it happen for everybody, you mm -hmm. got to end like. Let me get back on point. But with these mothers. Like, people don't support them. They think, okay, she got to go for me up. She doing this here. She doing this here. Baby, let me tell you, these events, they are not cheap. Right. They in the fight is not cheap. You got to get to the uh, get to help the other mothers. Like, we got a coalition of mothers. We support each other. We going to support each other. We going to make it there to help this other mother. Because when the mothers get together, that's where our strength come from. Because... Yes. Those other mothers, they know exactly how we feel, exactly what we're going through. But a mother from the street, she can just say, you know, I feel, I'm sorry for your loss. She can't say, I know how you feel, and I, I'm i not discrediting it, but, but when a mother that's got all her living children come up and say, I know how you feel, baby, no, you don't. Mm. I got two babies in the grave. You will never know what it feels like until one of yours in the grave. This is a feeling that it's, it's indescribable. The pain and the hole that it leaves in your heart. Like, people just don't get it. Don't. And they be like, you just don't know what to say. Well, sometimes don't say nothing. 
Because I had a cousin, when I was going through all this in the beginning, she came to my house by every day. And I'm telling you, she would speak, and she would go sit on that sofa, and she wouldn't say one word. She said, and I did that, she said, because I didn't know what to say. And I said, well, that was the best thing, because your company was well needed. Yes. Like, people just don't get it. You don't have to be trying to hold a whole conversation. You ain't got to be trying to, you know, because you know you don't understand it. I don't even understand it. Sometimes when some of these mothers be going through, honey, all I can do is take them in my arms and hug them and tell them, you know, you got to stay. We got to continue to fight. It's going to get better. It ain't going to never go away. That pain ain't going nowhere. I can't say it's going to go away because my first child died at stillborn. Mm. And I was thinking I'm getting ready to go to the hospital to bring a baby home. But uh-uh. So my baby died on Kendrick's birthday. She was born dead on, on Kendrick's birthday. They would have been exactly a year apart. Now he's dead. So when I tell you that, I know pain. I know pain. Miss mm -hmm. Johnson, everyone in the comments is saying how strong you are, your strength. Where is that coming from? Let me tell you, my strength come from up there. I stay praying, you know, no matter how bad it gets. Sometimes it gets rough, but I, I get by myself and I know how to get on my knees and pray. If you don't know prayer, if you ain't got no relationship with God, like, this thing will take you out of here. I'm telling you, I don't been in some point sometimes. I just feel like my heart was going to explode. Stuff was coming from left to right, but I know how to pray. I continue to pray. It gets so hard sometimes, you know, the things, and it tell households. I've seen it tell households. It make my, ch I'm, I'm going to use my kids, for example. My kids were like, after this happened, they felt like they weren't there to support, to protect their baby. That was their baby brother. So they felt like they were supposed to be there to protect him at all costs. So they felt like it was their fault. We all felt like it was our fault, too. You know, we had to get strength and get better. We felt like it was our fault that, you know, Kendrick got killed because we wasn't there. Mm -hmm. But we, I had to keep explaining to him, this was Kendrick destination. Even though it's hard, this was his destination. This was my story. This is my, this is our life. And it was just that, you know, kids weren't hearing it. That was their baby brother. They had started like fighting every weekend, drinking every weekend, like trying mm -hmm. to do it. him. And like my son, he never, he, cried like that one time and after that it's just like rage like you can't forget about them siblings cause them kids have it hard I'm telling you my I'm talking about my kids they have it so hard some days like they can't even feel like they can't even go on that day some of them will come here and lay on the chair or they want to be by themselves they don't want to be bothered with other people they just want to be where me and my husband at it's just it, it's 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 rough. And Kendrick been gone eight years, so Wow. What what do you do to kinda well I guess you know, what do you kinda do to self care for yourself with, with your kids? Between us. That's how we self care, you know. We always get together and laugh and then we got I got so many grandbabies now, you know. Two of them live with me, and that would keep me a lot focused, them grandbabies. But with my other kids, we have to love on each other. We have to let them know that it's going to be okay. And, like, when, like this time, Kendrick's birthday and, like, coming up to his event, it's like it's so rough on them. You know, we have to stay on them. We have to, you know, letting them know that it's going to be all right because they be like, ain't nobody done nothing about Kendrick. What's, they, they ready to get aggravated and agitated. And then, you know, like I told you, you can't go out and do nothing crazy because then that means it's more stuff we got to continue yeah, with. It. So we got to do this the right way. It may seem like it's taking forever. And trust me, I birthed that baby. And when I tell you that Kendrick was one of them, <laughs> when I was pregnant with Kendrick, I used to call him Chucky. He used to kick me so hard. I used to be like, Ma, it's Chucky in here. This baby, she like, don't say that. I said, Mom, this baby feel like he about to kick this, kick his feet out my body. It hurt so bad. And when he came out, he was the sweetest little baby ever. 
But inside, he didn't like it in him. He wanted to get out. But like I tell them, you know, we have, we got to stay focused. It's not no easy journey, but we on the right path. It may not be justice right now, but it's coming. Yes. Ms. Johnson, I'm glad you said that because I know everybody wants to know, are there any leads in the case that you can discuss? And where are you now in the process for getting justice? Well, we're right now trying to get the case reopened. We just came out of um, Ohio. We just found out October for Kendrick's birthday that mm -hmm. they took his case and gave it to the Ohio district. His case is not even in Georgia anymore. And we're trying to figure out how did they manage a child that's been killed in Georgia case wind up waiting in Ohio. We never knew that his case was in Ohio. So we took a flight up there to meet with the dish, the um the high people in Ohio to find out, you know, why they couldn't give us no answer. Only thing they would say is sometimes they do that. But my thoughts are, did they move my son's case to Ohio because that young man that allegedly murdered him played football up there? Hmm. Mm -hmm. He played for Akron. So why all of a sudden Kendrick Case get thrown up there to those people? I asked the man that. I'm not asked, just saying this. I asked him that. Is that why my son's case up here? He didn't have an answer for that. So now all of a sudden, but the man did let us know. He's retired. He um, turned in his resignation. He was supposed to get back with us with some S, but he turned in his resignation. This whole situation just sounds, it, it sounds obvious to me what happened. The cover-up continues. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it, it sounds crazy. And you told your kids the right things. You're, you know, you telling me the right things because, you know, with saying, you know, don't do anything crazy, you know. But it will, just hearing it, it would just, it would make, it would infuriate me as well. Oh yeah, it, it. I'm telling you, you have to pray. I'm telling, you, pray. You have to go cry. You have to sometimes get it out. Like when mine gets so so heavy on me, and I'm heavy burned, I go to Kendrick's grave, and I just sit out there. I take me a chair, and I just sit out there sometimes, and just talk to him, and just cry out there. And it's just like a wind just blow, a calm mm. blow. It's just like Kendrick saying, "Y'all doing the right thing. Keep doing what you're doing with the calm wind." And, like, that's the only thing can, like, calm you down. And my daughter say, Ma, every time I go out there, he blow that wind. He let that wind blow. Is that. And the sun could be shining so bright. But it's like he know we need something. And that wind would just blow. Just blow. And it's just like it's a calming wind. Just give you peace. Yes. I understand that probably the, it just, you know, touch of the Holy Spirit coming mm -hmm. to reassure you that yeah. everything will be okay. So I would like to wrap everything up, but I want to make sure we got out everything that was that we needed to say. From your discernment, we know how you feel about what happened to your son. We know how you what we believe could have happened. And for everybody that may be wondering, we can't we couldn't talk about all the details today, but I think if you was joining us earlier, Ms. Johnson did a, 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 a wonderful job explaining to us her experiences that she went through. And I just want you to reiterate you have a GoFundMe that people can uh go to. If you could just give that name one more time for the GoFundMe. It's Justice for Kendrick Johnson. Okay, Justice for Kendrick Johnson is her GoFundMe. Um, you also have a foundation, uh, Justice for Kendra Johnson as well. And you can also follow that foundation on Facebook. And they're <clears throat> always updating that, correct? Mm-hmm. It's Jackie Kendrick Johnson, my Facebook page. Okay, Jackie. Kendrick. Kendrick and Jackie KJ Johnson. Okay. Uh, yeah. So is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, Miss Johnson, you have a floor. Yes, we're, I'm doing Kendrick. Um, this will be his 
eighth anniversary on January the 9th. We will be marching in Valdosta, and we will be having a gala that evening around 4 p.m., well, 4 to 6 p.m. Okay, excellent. So everybody who's able to, to go and support that, please do that. And in closing today, I want to say that I hope that some of your personal dreams for yourself come true. I want God to bless you. I I want God to keep his hands on your other children. And you are married, your husband as well. I know uh, you guys have had to all gone through a lot yeah. emotionally. And I just want God to keep his hands and his blood wrapped around your household. And from the bottoms and the depths of my heart, I am so sorry about this. This is the cruelness of the world. This is the darkness of the world that we hate. And I, I mean, I just, I mean, if you, I'm going to keep your, your number. I want to reach out to you. You seem like a beautiful person to me. Uh, this is the reason I made this platform for, for stories like this so people can hear what's going on with us. And I really just want to thank you for joining me today. You know, I was able to understand more about your beautiful son back there. And uh, this really just meant a lot to me. I didn't really know how I was going to do today's interview. But I just asked for God to join me tonight uh, with talking with you. And I hope you can see the sincerity from me that I love you. And uh, there's people on this live tonight that care about you too. And I know sometimes we can't see those people that's out in the world who are there, but Ms. Johnson, those nights that you and your family having a hard time, please know that there are some other people who do have empathy, sympathy, and love for you and your family. Thank you so much. <laughs>